we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Warning, the following program contains explicit language and mature content. It is not meant for the easily offended. So if you are an emotional pussy, please refrain from listening. Thank you and enjoy. Back at it, your boy Cujo for the Words on Fire podcast. We got a full house again. It's an early uh, one today. Yeah, it's an early one today, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's something that I've, we've been trying to get at for a while. Um, this the so today we have a special guest that, that's been hard, 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 hard to get a hold of. He's a busy, busy, <laughs> busy man. Which that's is why good. we showed up early. Yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. is good. Which is good. We're never um, up at this time. No, no, <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, so as, as you heard those voices in the background, you know you got Jules, you yeah, got yep. my man Vince, yep, and yep. then long-awaited special guest, formerly known as Sincara at the WWE, now wrestling under the name of Cinta de Oro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senor Shh. Cinta, what's going yeah, on? I wish there? we had like a little remote to like <laughs> shh. Yeah, like a little clapping yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, well, usually things. Jules will do that. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, what happened? It's oh, too early. It's too early for bro. It's too early for I'm excited to be here. Thank you, guys. Uh, like you were mentioning, it's not because people sometimes think that I'm that I don't want to go do certain things. It's not right. because of that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I've been I've been a little busier now as uh, things are getting better. Right. And uh, for everybody, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a full time father. That's my main. Yeah. That's my yeah. main job yeah. right now. Good. Hey, know, kudos so, to that, man. That's so I, I love my kids, and right, right now, since the pandemic hit, I've been you know focusing myself on. I'm getting to know my children. That's yeah, the main thing yeah, for yeah. me. So thank you guys for inviting me. And mm. let's talk about whatever you guys want. Let's if, get it. If I don't want to answer something, I'll let you know. But, <laughs> but, but most of the time, you know. I wish I never met my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a full-time father. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few kids I haven't met, so we'll go with that. So I love them, though. I love them. <laughs> I have to. From have afar. To. From afar. So since you, let's start with that, then. So you said you had to, like, reintroduce yourself to your kids. How is How is that coming from... Being that busy businessman, being in you know always yeah. on the road, because when you're when you're wrestling, especially for like a, a major business like the WWE, like you're on the road a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. First of all, how old are the kids? My kids, my son is twelve, and my daughter's seven. Okay. okay. And your yeah. son, you're getting him into. He's getting into the wrestling as well, right? Yeah, he loves it, man. He tra- really? he goes trains with me the days that uh, that he he's with me. Mm-hmm. I have a, I'm a I'm divorced. Okay. And, uh, we had to he had to adapt to a lot of things because right. uh, uh, the situation is that I have him a week complete a week from Monday to Monday mm-hmm. and then the next Monday they go right, to their mom, mom and like mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. uh, right. that week he's the with 50, me 50. Yeah, 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 yeah we, yeah, we yeah. go train and, and he loves it he enjoys it a lot and mm-hmm. like you were mentioning for me it was in the beginning adapting to that uh, mood of being at home because I was right. traveling 200 I was 250 days out of the year God, oh, damn so that, it was a lot of traveling and then yeah. I, I missed a lot of things with my kids right a lot of firsts a lot of birthdays a lot right. of a lot of important you know things in, in his life when he first wrestled in the tournament I was we we're on a on a, on a tour I was on a tour bus mm. in the UK as oh. my son was wrestling for the first time oh. and I was watching him on on, uh, on FaceTime oh, that's yeah. a good thing about technology right, you know? right. but it was tough watching that him is, wrestle and, yeah. and, I, and I being there for him and, yeah. and certain things and even with my daughter too she mm-hmm. was born uh, and when I was I was the busiest 
ever, that I had ever been in my right. career. And I had to spend a lot of time on the road and hotels and things like that. And Jesus. now as they got older, they understand a little more. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, we tend to talk a lot now, and I never lie to them. Like, right. even the situation that happened with me and their mom, mm-hmm. I was always very, you know, truthful to them. Right. I didn't I didn't want them to feel that... Um, that maybe it was their fault or mm-hmm. something that was mm-hmm. going on. It was because of them, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked and I have great communication with them. That's awesome. In, in every sense of the word, I don't lie to them. Even, even in me and their mm-hmm. mom have a little argument. I always yeah. explain to them why and, you know, and, and, so and, your and that's mom's crazy. Thing. Your mom's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it takes two to tango. I'm not going to put the fault on, on nobody yeah. because at the end of the day, I'm never she's, at fault. <laughs> she's a mother of a kid, so, <laughs> right. whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> We're both crazy. But, but it, 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 it's, that's it's, the turn on, though. That's what turned you on. She was crazy. <laughs> and then that's, that's the reason you separated because she was crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing on that, but, He's but, but, I, but obviously, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun to be able to now like mm-hmm. get my kids ready for school in the morning yes. you know iron their clothes wash their shoes yeah yes. i had to learn how to call my daughter oh, oh dude because my daughter worst. was like that i can you do a ponytail like i don't know no. how to do one <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I was watching all these like little videos or asking people like how do you how do you comb how do you yeah. do certain things just, and just give her one of your masks that thing's a lot harder than it is because yeah. i've tried and tried i still don't have it down no. man mm-hmm. no. I, I have it pretty pretty down i don't do a lot like complicated like yeah, stuff, but I haven't put it down to the you French, French braid. French braid. You don't do the <laughs> like, no, 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 none of that. <laughs> none of the trencitas, none of that. None of that, brother. Put no. a cap on. It looks good. Yeah, simple, <laughs> just a little braid and some mojito. Like, I'm good just you're, with you're a ponytail. Ponytail, there you Give go. Give her one of your masks. <laughs> I, I, I wish they could wear a mask. <laughs> you, can't go, you can't go wrong with that. With the whole epidemic, that's the best way to go now. <laughs> yeah, go full mask. Oh, man. So, it, so I, and I know you we were talking earlier before we got on how you were so involved or you're you're getting involved you know with the children that you you you, you, met, you really made an emphasis about about you you're trying to write a book right a child's book a children's mm-hmm. book you're, you're working with kids where you know you go read yeah. to them and all yeah. that why is that so important to you because i grew up in el segundo barrio i was born and raised in segundo barrio in mm-hmm. ciudad juarez you know i grew up in in, in this amazing city and and yeah. for me you know as a young kid there was people that motivated me to mm-hmm. become obviously the, the first image was my father you know right. my grandfather the people they have at home and and they were a, a great great role models for me even mm-hmm. to this day but as you're in school you don't spend a lot of time at home obviously and then right. you're gonna be looking at other people i remember when i was in elementary in alamo hmm. there used to go firefighters or okay even certain mm-hmm. type of you know there guys are. that were professional in what they did and mm-hmm. and for me it was very interesting the way they uh how how would they get there to there right you mm-hmm. know if they if they were they had a dream as little kids to become a firefighter mm-hmm. to become a lawyer and certain things and i always put emphasis in that because as a young kid Ever, ever since I can remember, all I wanted to do was to become a professional wrestler. Really? Hell yeah. As, yeah. you know, if you tell me, like, what do you want to be when you were, like, three years old? Like, wrestler. Right. That, that, that's what, you know, was Those my Those are superheroes. Since, since, up, since yeah. I was a little kid. So, mm-hmm. for me now, as a, as a grown-up, as a father, I understand a lot of things now. Like, mm-hmm. everything starts... At a young age, right. if you ins- if you install a, a dream in, in the children, even if they want to become whatever, mm-hmm. if you can motivate them to become that as a young kid, then 
it'll end up becoming a reality that's right. that's what that's what happened with me mm-hmm. you know even even all the steps that i went through even all the times that i got in trouble mm-hmm. in my in the back of my head i used to i used to think like man if, if i go to jail or this happens i'm not gonna be able to you know do what i love which is right. wrestle because yeah. of your reputation because of everything that that comes with it you know mm-hmm. as, as a public figure so for me now being able to you know give back to the kids and being able right. to motivate it's something that that it's really important for me because this generation they call it la generación de cristal oh oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know we, I, exactly yeah. exactly and 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 now, now like we we i i do a lot of things for bullying for a lot of things because a lot of kids don't understand a lot of kids be, uh, commit suicide and right. that's tough yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely a 12 13 year old you not understand mm-hmm. what's going on in their life and then yeah. because somebody bullied them then when i was growing up I used to get bullied at home. That was the first thing, you know, with, <laughs> yeah, your, with your uncles, with your yeah, cousins right, right. and things like that. But yeah. times have changed. So I think it's important for us as public figures to be able to, you know, give back and, and, and motivate those kids and talk to them because one day I was like them. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes they look at you in a different light or that you're the superhero and that you never went through all those things. But yeah. but then again, you know, I did go through all that stuff. I went through bullying. I mm-hmm. went to, you know, being, being a young kid trying to become you know, did you a have professional older brothers person. and sisters or anything like that my sister's a year and a half older than me and then I have a 11 year and a 11 years younger brother he's oh, uh, wow. yeah so but he's huge now he's like he's like 6'3 <laughs> his, uh, his, his name is oh shit <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> he was a surprise right <laughs> yeah he's a big dude now yeah. I used to carry him now like he carries me now <laughs> so you, do you come from a family of wrestlers because I know, like, usually no. here in El Paso, that's usually how it, or uh, in the wrestling game, usually how uh, that's how it goes, right? It, see, por tradición, now, right, not me. Yeah. I'm a first-generation wrestler. My my grandfather was the one that uh, loved wrestling. He, mm-hmm. he was a carpenter, okay. and then he became a funeral director in Ciudad Juarez. Okay. okay. So, uh, me growing up, uh, as a young kid, I used to, I used to uh, it's funny because it was my grandmother's house, and then it was a little alley, and then mm-hmm. right next to it was a funeral home. Oh, fuck. So, I grew up you know watching Dead watching bodies. and working on that the bodies and, right. and bombing oh, and all shit. that stuff and so for me in a sense it was normal but mm-hmm. my grandfather loved wrestling he used to say that his name was uh, El Buitre Negro El Buitre Negro El Buitre Negro because he could relate to obviously to death and, yeah. Yeah. and everything that was going on but he okay. never wrestled but uh-huh. then, but then uh, as a young kid he used to take me to their small arenas in Ciudad Juarez mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and go watch all those you know those guys Cintayoro, Roquistar, Flama Roja mm-hmm. El Samurai La Gacela Damn. I can name all those guys yeah. Yeah. you know entonces for me you know when he installed that that in me you know it's, it was something that became you know my dream Mm-hmm. So as a young kid, I used to remember that my grandfather uh, gave me a mat, old mattress, and me and my cousins and a, couple, a few friends, we mm-hmm. used to wrestle in the alley. Oh shit! Put, <laughs> yeah. we to throw, throw us, I used to. Uh, that's a little crazy. I used to jump off the roof into my uh, into the hearses. Oh shit! I see the like cross body into the with the bodies in oh, it. Yeah. Shit. No, 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 no. Oh shit! I don't remember the that's bodies right. in there. They don't feel a thing. But <laughs> I, I used to like my grandmother would be like going el matamoscas running around. Me, trying, trying to said get he me. died of natural causes. <laughs> he has all kinds of broken bones. All fucked up. <laughs> oh shit! So, so, so who was your first idol as far as for wrestlers? You know, because I know when uh, everybody you know gets into wrestling, yeah. my first see. one was you know Hogan because. He was all American and shit, and you know, because I, I never saw, then I never really know, saw the Spanish. I, I can tell you don't know nothing about wrestling. Then. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I was more of a, I was no. more of a Dusty Rhodes fan. Hey, man, I, was Dust, more, Dust. I was more of a Razor's Edge. 
Oh, oh okay. Scott Hall afterwards. Oh, but, but see, that's see, that, see, that's where you show the. Well, yeah, I'm, the, a, the age I'm a lot younger. I'm a lot younger. I'm a lot older. I'm a lot older. No, it, for me, it was the Mexican wrestling. Okay, but I knew who Hulk Hogan was. Obviously, right. Dusty Rose later became my coach, which is pretty cool. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah we're we're those guys. That. that was my. Pero, but me growing up, I I remember El Solitario. El Solitario. El, el Solitario. Mm. Oh shit! Era, era, the owner. Yeah, él es de era de Guadalajara. He passed away in 1986. Oh shit! Uh, 40 years old. He had surgery in his back, and he passed away in the in the hospital from the complications from, of from the, the complications surgery? of the surgery. Yeah, exactly. Damn. And uh, oh, shit. so, but I, I never watched him wrestle live. Never. Really? I used to watch him in magazines, and and nowadays they have a lot of stuff on YouTube. So I got mm. to I got mm. to see it on YouTube now. But uh, it was something that captivated me. Like his outfit, he was he was gold and black. His mm-hmm. mask. Mm. Okay. And, and there's a lot of stories that they say if he didn't pass away as so young, he would have been greater than El Santo. Can you imagine that? Really? Oh, really? So that's that dude that's made movies. Yeah. yeah, he made yeah. movies. Yeah. Exactly. See, that was my first like. Yeah. El Santo? Yeah, because my dad used to watch those movies, and I'm like, just look at him. I mean, he's just huge, man. Yeah. I don't know how big he was, but. No, he was huge, yeah. man. Even to this day, he's considered like the, the greatest wrestler of all time and all over the world, not just in Mexico, but all over everywhere you go. Really? Well, see, what makes, him or me, Mead Mascaras? Mead Mascaras también, yeah. exactamente. Yeah. It's not, it's not uh, sí. Nacho Libre? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, actually, Nacho, Nacho Libre, the movie Nacho Libre is based on Fray Tormenta, which is a priest that became a wrestler. Really? And he had an orphanage for kids. In uh, he lives in Texcoco, Mexico. Now he's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. I'm wow. through, through everything that you know that I've been through in my life. Yeah. I got to meet a lot of amazing people. But right. the story uh-huh. uh, came, you know, from him, from from his actual life. And that, I don't even remember Ramses, the guy from the movie, yeah, yeah. the yeah, main uh, guy. <laughs> he was a friend of mine, Cesar, <laughs> yeah. Cesar Gonzalez. He passed away wrestling in London. Yeah, Silver oh, King. Shit. His real name as a wrestler was Silver King. He's Dr. Wagner's brother. Yeah, yeah, man. So, wow. so there's, cool, there's a lot of connection there, you know, yeah. which is pretty cool. Well, they should like, at least put like based on true events in the beginning. I mean, uh, that would, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how how accurate you could put that. You put Jack Black on there. I don't know if you take it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you take it serious. Escaleto is that real person? Escaleto. No, that was in the real character. But some of the guys that wrestling in those scenes were El Torito wrestling as one of the little little guys. Little guys. He was one of them. Torito and a few of the, of the wrestlers that actually wrestled no, were yeah. in that movie. The old oh, little cool, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say. Like, it's all right. It's tough to say the word again. Little, little, little person. Little, little people. Person. Yeah, I guess. Little people. That's cool. <laughs> that, that's cool. Though. I know yeah, that. I feel. I have to pause when I say that too. I'm like, oh, uh, little. Little person, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the right, the right words to say. <laughs> so, how how did you get into the actual wrestling? Since you were just, you know, since I know you said uh, your your grandpa got into it, but how did you first start, or where did you go to start wrestling, or how did you get? Do you get like recruited into the actual whole wrestling world, or like how's that go? No, uh, just asking. Uh, I was fortunate enough to grow up in Ciudad Juarez El Pacho, which is a, a city where it has a lot of history. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you a little bit of history before we don't I continue. Yeah, uh, I don't know if, the, if you, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the roots of Mexican wrestling come from El Paso. Really, oh, the shit. oldest company in the world, which is Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, mm-hmm. the founder Salvador Luterot came to Ciudad Juarez. Okay. You know, he used to uh, he used to sell, uh, he had like furniture stores in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So they invited him to Ciudad Juarez, some of his friends, uh, and then they invited him to El Paso mm-hmm. to watch a wrestling show at the Liberty Hall. I think it was 1923. God, around oh, that shit. time. 
and uh, he fell in love with wrestling. He was the one that actually took wrestling to Mexico for the first time. Really? Oh shit! So they started off, you know, doing in, in small venues and, mm -hmm. and los circos and las carpas, and then later he uh, he won the lottery. Yeah. And then he built Arena Coliseo. Okay. Oh, and wow. then he built Arena Mexico. He was the first one to actually, you know, bring in wrestling. He all the wrestlers we used to, used to be from other countries, mm -hmm. and then he started getting the idea of teaching the Mexican kids. Yeah wrestling and mm -hmm. to become professional wrestlers mm -hmm. and that's how everything came about in mexico but everything comes from el paso but a lot of people don't know i never knew that so i grew up in a, in a place where wrestling has been rich in, in every sense of the word you know we have we had had amazing talents mm -hmm. el cobarde primero el cobarde segundo este el marqués was from here mm -hmm. fishman was from torreon but he grew up in ciudad juarez okay so there's been a lot a lot of uh Amazing wrestlers that come from our, our border town, but a yeah. lot of people don't know. Obviously, Eddie Guerrero, Chavo, yeah, all the Guerrero family, yeah. Obviously, there's a rich history in that, yeah. and 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 so for me, it's it's pretty cool to be able to you know have have had that opportunity to know about wrestling or mm -hmm. or start training wrestling through all those guys. But I remember I used to ask like, how do I do it? Like, what do I got to do to become a professional wrestler? As a yeah. young age, they told me you have to learn amateur wrestling. Those are the basics to become a professional wrestler. So amateur wrestling is like the actual, like the high school wrestling. Yeah, right? yeah like high school Roman, and freestyle and Greco. Greco. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So when I got to high school, I went to Burgess High School. Oh. They, I joined the wrestling team. Mm -hmm. But I never uh, really understood the sport till I got into it. When, mm -hmm. I, when I became a freshman, mm -hmm. obviously I joined the wrestling team and then I fell in love with the sport. I got right. an, I had an amazing coach. And we still talk to this day. His name is Ron Dittinger. He's the vice principal for Coronado High School. Oh, wow. And we have kept in contact through all these years. But he, I was fortunate enough to have an amazing coach. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he uh, He's from Dachua, Wisconsin. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said he chose El Paso. He got a map after he graduated from college. Yeah. And he just pointed like that, closed his eyes and pointed at the map. Right. That's how he got to El Paso. He, he I was almost, almost <laughs> in Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so I started wrestling in high school. Because mm -hmm. they told me they were the basics to become a professional wrestler. But then uh, as I, I started wrestling in high school, I was like, man, I'm pretty good at this. I became, yeah. I was a two-time All-State wrestler, third okay. place my junior year. And then I won state my senior year undefeated, boy, the MVP of the state tournament. So then I continued my career. I wanted to wrestle in college. So I went mm -hmm. to wrestle in college for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Came back, and I started training Lucha Libre at 20 years old in El, in el Gimnasio Josuanery Santos. Damn. But I started in a little room mm -hmm. with uh, pellets. Okay. And carpets. That's how I learned to bump. No wrestling ring. Uh huh. That's how you. So train. you land on pallets and shit. Yep. So so you said you <laughs> you learned to bump. What what is that? What is bumping? Bump? The, that the, means you, when they when they throw you like a que te dan las pasadas or mm -hmm. los mortales and learn how to how to land. You know to yeah. not not mess up your body and do it the proper way. But for me back in the day it was normal. I like mm -hmm. doing it in a room with no ring. Now that I go wrestle and I have all this amazing, I feel like I'm in a bed. But it's obviously it's different. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Right. but that's how I learned. I learned in in, in the hard way in a sense you know like mm -hmm. the old school way in, in a sense and then after a year and a half of doing that they used to take me to an arena where they have a wrestling ring to train just one friday out, out, out of the every, week. every yeah. week yeah every friday we used to go uh -huh. but i would hope i would that was like my price i would have to train from monday to thursday mm -hmm. if i miss a day i wouldn't go on friday right but you so, allowed yeah. exactly yeah you gotta so, pay your dues so i learned how to how to do like the, the ring stuff and every mm -hmm. friday for like about what six seven months and then they told me that i was going to debut okay and then obviously you have to it's t it's tough man when, when i was going when everybody says when when i was going on yeah, this stuff yeah, but yeah, i think yeah. every generation says yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah. but but during that time it was a uh, 
Lucha Libre was, all, you know, was at his highest also. Mm-hmm. And at his peak, a lot of those guys that I used to rest, that I used to watch as a little kid, right. now they were my rivals. Now they were my, oh, my coworkers, oh, shit, my teammates. Fighting. Exactly. So it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. I had to pay my dues. There was a lot of guys that used to kick my butt in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is that. So I know like in the WWE, and I know we, we, had, we had spoke previously, we had Cassandro previously on here, and I, we had asked him this question. In the WWE, but before you even hit the ring, you already know who's winning, right? They already kind of mm-hmm. tell you, like, hey, this dude's going to win, so just put on a good show and, you know, let's see what, we, what happens. Is that the same thing that goes down in the Mexican, um, in the Mexican, uh, in the Lucha Libre, or is it just, fuck it, let's see who, let's see think, who how the crowd reacts? Or I think it, a, lot, first, a lot of it is, it, it's an art. A lot of people don't realize, you know, what it takes to become a professional, or, or even even when they say, oh, it's not real, or it, right, yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't know the them, outcome. Them hits are real, it, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, obviously, it's like a novella, no? It's like right. a storyline, yeah. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you want to give people what they want. Yeah. That, that's, when, when MMA came about, everybody said, oh, wrestling's over. Yeah, everything's over. Everybody's gonna take over, and you know the the thing about what we do is that we give people what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, yeah. in MMA, when there's a fight and the fight's ugly, it's ugly. Right. Mm-hmm. In us, in our job, we can end it whenever we want. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the difference about our job. And as a as a professional, you have to be able to le- learn how to you know listen to the crowd when you're wrestling because mm-hmm. every crowd's different. When you wrestle in Europe, when you wrestle in Mexico, when you wrestle in in the U.S. or in Canada, even it all depends. You know what the crowd wants and you got to be able to react to that mm-hmm. i remember that i had a match in um it was 2011 against um tyson kid okay. i was in i was in cara he was obviously Tyson kid but we we're in canada i was the baby face he was the heel mm-hmm. but i told him like they're gonna love you you're from canada yeah they're gonna hate me i'm mm-hmm. so mexicano they're oh, gonna yeah. love you no matter yeah. what right so so as the match went on i became the heel and he mm. became the baby face. Yeah. But I, we had to learn to adapt to that. And there's a lot of guys that don't know how to do it. And that's the difference about what mm. we do in, in in wrestling, you know. And obviously, a lot of things are predetermined in that sense. But right. what ha- what do you do if somebody gets injured? What do you do if somebody, you yeah. know. And that's yeah. how you, you have to be able to adapt to everything. I used to do a lot of, like, promos on the fly. Mm-hmm. I would never have nothing prepared. They used to throw me the mic as I was going down mm-hmm. to wrestle. They would throw me the mic out of Gorilla. I'm like, here, do a promo. And I was like, okay. So you have to. <laughs> so really you got to like freestyle it, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you have to right. freestyle it. And and I think for me, that taught me a lot to be able to work with anybody at any certain time or, mm-hmm. or a lot of things change as, as television goes on because everything's time and you know there's a lot of things going on at the same time. Yeah. Because a lot of people can't talk on the mic. Like, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Where they it's just tough. start yeah, freestyling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got to be scripted like exactly. the ultimate warrior that dude couldn't talk for shit oh. right no. <laughs> I mean I don't yelled. know that was that that's tone, why he just right? yelled that all the fucking time and then he'd say some shit. outlandish shit and they're like looking at him like in the middle of the the talk and they're like what the fuck's he saying man yeah. <laughs> what galaxies and moons times it was different yeah there was nothing with script it was like whatever it came about they used yeah. to obviously go with it but nowadays they have a lot of Things scripture because of television and, right. and because of PG thirteen and all yeah. that. It's not you it's different it right era. Shit, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you're growing up, what when you were coming up through the ranks in the Mexican and the lucha libre and all that, what was your big break? What was that one match that set you from being you know new and whatnot to now you're somebody? Now you're this. Now you're you. Uh, in February of uh, two thousand four. Okay. I won the uh, middleweight title mm-hmm. uh, against Nicho El Millonario he just he was just coming off uh, being in the states from WCW WWE okay and uh, we had a match in Ciudad Juarez it was a World Wrestling Association 
Uh, I became a world champ for the first time, and he was beating him and and Ciudad Juarez, Mm -hmm. and we had an amazing match. Still considered one of the best matches. We were in the... It was El Hijo El Santo versus El Cobarde Junior for Mass versus Mass, mm-hmm. but they put us in the third <laughs> okay. because they didn't want him. They didn't want us to take the spotlight for, right. yeah, for yeah. whatever they were going to do, which yeah. was fine for me. I didn't really care. Yeah. You know, I was just happy to be able to be a part of this amazing show, and it was mm-hmm. sold out. It was it was a lot of fun, but I, I remember after the match, uh, Nicho comes up to me, and he just told me that, you know, he's he didn't say it, you know, in like in the words that I'm gonna say it, he said a little more explicit, but yeah. he told me that I was a, that was a badass. Nice, and, yeah. and that really you know hit me. I was like, man, I'm you know I'm I'm doing things, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I love, and I'm doing it in in a way that you know guys that I admire mm-hmm. not right. tell me that I'm doing you know the things in in a, in an amazing way. And and then from there, I just started like you know realizing that I I could you know do it in other places, not just in Ciudad Juarez. Yeah, it was before the social media era. Okay. So it was tougher for me to be able to showcase my talent, but yeah, you know, magazines and and uh, and things like that obviously uh, catapulted me to other places mm-hmm. and, and people, you know, getting to know me mm-hmm. and knowing who this kid was from Ciudad Juarez. Yeah. So what, at that point, were you? You were, were you were in Cinta de Oro at that point, right? No, you era were, Mystico. I was Mystico. the first Mystico in Mexico. I debuted November 21st of 1989 as okay. Mystico. And then doing throughout that time, mm-hmm. I was also very involved in in, uh, in church. I was studying theology. Mm-hmm. I was doing missionary trips. I used to like get into the buses and preach in the buses and oh, oh, at homes and outside. I, I was I was like I was a little like wild in that. Like, sense. would you yeah. preach with the mask on? No, or? no, no. Era, era without it. We used to get me and another friend of mine. We used to get like we used to travel to Guanajuato, Morelia. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Mexico, mm-hmm. which is very, very tough to be able to, you know, preach to people or talk about God because they don't like that. You know, everybody's Catholic over there and that's tradition and that's it. Mm-hmm. And we used to get on the buses and okay. just like, you know, talk to people about God and, and that so was it. So you're going to have to hear me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You <laughs> ain't going anywhere, so enjoy this shit. <laughs> yeah, you're on the wrong but it was, But it was a very, very fun time for me, a learning mm-hmm. experience. So I was also wrestling at the same time. And so Mystico uh, significa something that doesn't have an identity. But mm-hmm. it also means when we pass away, they say that Los Mysticos takes you to the presence of God. So that's that's where the name came about, and then uh, during that time, El Consejo Mundial, unfortunately, mm-hmm. without me knowing, knowing or without me being, you know, you know, uh, smart, they registered the name without me knowing. Oh, oh shit. shit! So then they gave it to this guy, and he became bigger than than life for a few years. You know, mm-hmm. he don't he only lasted five years. Okay, five years. Is he the one that turned into like, Sin Cara? The first one, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it was pretty crazy. So, because. do you guys beef? Do you guys have like this long feud or uh, like? To be honest, fuck him. I don't compare myself to him at all, and because I'm a, uh, if you if you want to compare like eras and and the way that we wrestle, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't want to be me, but I'm the complete package. Oh, I can wrestle anybody, you know. In other words, you bigger. can kick his ass outside <laughs> the fucking ring, right? I'm saying. We take it, it, it outside we're, the ring, right? Yeah, yeah it, 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 we're going to say it, that. It, yeah, yeah, I'll but say, I can it, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Is I he see, from here, from El Paso? No, Mexico City. Okay, then oh, fuck, yeah, him. Yeah. fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> he don't live here. He can't get here right now, right? No, yeah, he, won't, he won't hear this. He won't no, hear this. No, but it, it was a lot of fun to be, like, if, if you ask me if I would change a certain thing in my life, I would say no. Mm-hmm. I would keep my story the same because he taught me a lot. And when I when I got a chance to become Sin Cara, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, like God gave me what I really was expecting you know when somebody right. something was taken away from you and then he gave it to me 
back many so years. So you took huh? his his name after yeah, that? Yeah. Hell exactly. yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Life changed, you yeah. know. <laughs> so it was a, it yeah. was a, they call yeah, it yeah. they call it divine justice. Yeah. They wrote a story about yeah. that and they call it divine justice, justicia divina. Mm-hmm. And for me it was it was awesome to be able to, you know, now, you know, from for many years that I had struggled and and a lot of clo- a lot of doors were closed because of that. Mm-hmm. Now God had given me what I what I was what belonged to me. Yeah. Right. you know so that was that was pretty fun and i i'd be i would have got a tattoo and just showed it to him all the time i, I have it right here <laughs> oh, oh yeah see see you're, yeah. Pet, you're petty you're petty dude yeah. i'll bite that too Fuck. So, <laughs> like well, when you had uh, when you found out that mystical was already taken and registered yeah like did you like contact him and find hey like hey man i had it longer like can we just work something out or were you just like ah, fuck it, it wasn't him it was the company it was a company it was oh, a company shit. but i did it call the company i called some of the guys that were in the in the company some of the guys knew me because when i was younger i went over there and i took took like my uh my curriculum or whatever to mm-hmm. show them mm-hmm. who i was and he said mystico and i wrestled for for them for a couple of shows so they mm-hmm. knew who i was mm-hmm. right and one of the guys that were that's in the office still to this day he's a frustrated wrestler panico mm-hmm. he uh he was the one that that yeah. i stayed in i i know his i knew his kids mm-hmm. i stayed you know in his home and then later he said they didn't know me oh, that's oh fucked shit. Up. but yeah, now yeah, now that fam- la familia reyes now they say that oh yeah yeah, of course. This guy, we used to know him when he was uh, going, uh, right. when he was oh, trying yeah. to make it. Now, oh, yeah. now they make it seem like they helped me. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. true, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, well, he slept on my couch, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah once you had that, that main stage behind your name. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Now, now, now it was that yeah. guy that they, they, they baptized his yeah. kids and all that yeah. shit. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. So, how much older was this, uh, this mystical? This, is he older than you? No, he's a little younger than me. Really? I think like five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Five, six years younger than okay. me. But he comes from a, from a wrestling family. Oh, really? But my, my life, they created into this gimmick, into this character. This kid that supposedly was uh, an, in an orphanage, mm-hmm. the Fray Tormenta, and mm-hmm. he was, su padrino fue Fray Tormenta, y el santo, like he tried to make it, tried to make it bigger than life right, in that yeah. sense, but you know as life goes on you know the story came about that era hijo de otro luchador and mm-hmm. his brothers wrestled and things like that but to this day you know me if i see him if he says hi to me i'll say hi to you. but me going up to him say you're hi, not no, gonna do that never no, oh yeah never. so yeah you got beat uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got i got not i got nothing to say to him you know what right. am i gonna say you know have you smacked him like in the background we used to wrestle against each other when oh, i was in shit. wwe because in the beginning he, when he became a sin cara mm-hmm. uh I became Sincaraneo. I was a black Sincara. So be, yeah. there was a few that became about, but yeah. it was that I told the story to Triple H. I said, you know what? This is what happened in Mexico with the Mysticos. So then when he got suspended for, uh, I think, test, tested positive for drugs, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I came I came in for 30 days to wrestle as Sincara. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back, we started the feud of the black Sincara and the Sincara Azul. And then, mm-hmm. and then uh, he stayed with the name because they wanted because they had invested so much money in him yeah, so right. they wanted to make him so they uh, I ended up becoming Unico for a couple of years he mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was a character who was in Low, low Rider by with a bandana yeah, 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 yeah. why did we gotta put <laughs> like the Mexican exactly. why did we always gotta make him cholos yeah. See, yeah, like, like, like very like, stereotypical yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I enjoyed it it was a lot of fun but <laughs> <laughs> then again I felt that it wasn't me right right, right. I feel yeah. that I or I'm, maybe it was you are from Segundo you are from Segundo but I think it was it was different transition 
turning into a, into a wrestling character, <laughs> you know? Obviously, yeah. as, as growing up, I had to defend myself. You're like, I, I got the, yeah. all the wardrobe. Don't worry about it. I got, <laughs> See, I got, I got the same to this day. <laughs> I got this shit straight. I got See. the Cortezes and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, story, yeah. I don't have to get in character. I am character. Because <laughs> I, I know, like I said, uh, you know, we try to get some kind of uh, background on, you know, mm-hmm. whoever we're bringing on. And I had seen... Um, Arn Anderson has a podcast, I guess. Ooh, yeah. the Four Horsemen. Yeah, one of the Four Horsemen, legit. and yeah. and the title it's on there was saying was saying that um, Sin Cara is an asshole. So I was like, all right, let me check it out. Uh-huh. So I was looking at it, and they're saying about how much that dude Sin Cara was completely hard to work with. He was a fucking prick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not talking he, about this. No, 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 <laughs> that, no, 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 no. He he went specifically. He said, look, I'm not talking about Unico. Unico's good. He knows what he's doing. He's legit. It's the other fucker, the original fucker. Yeah. I was like, all right, because I was gonna bring that up. I was like, hey, dude, you know, Arn Anderson said you're a bitch, but I, <laughs> but he didn't say that. He said that about the. He was talking shit about the other yeah. cat, and I was like, damn, for this and the way he was saying it, and, and you know, going back to the whole Mexican shit we're talking about right now, he sounded like a racist motherfucker. Uh-huh. And, you know, because he was talking about you know these Mexicans come over here and they just try to do the Mexican style. Well, he's old school. They don't know so the sure. American style. So what 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 is more the American style? Is it all just the the heavy lifting, the heavy slamming, the the bigger guy you could pick up, or, or like, what is it? Because like you know, when when you have your Mexican wrestlers, it's all the high flying shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. going off the ropes, you're going it's all technical shit. Yeah, yeah, you're you're flying off of everywhere, yeah. you know, and, and it's and it and it looks like a beautiful ballet when you're out there. What's the American style? I, I think what he what he meant by that it's not that he's racist. I know, I know, I know, I know, Arn. He's he's for me like. It, I'm going to tell you a personal story for me. Uh-huh. When we did the, the Sin Cara, Azul, Sin Cara, Negro, mm-hmm. Mask versus Mask in Mexico City in 2011, okay. he was the one that actually, you know, was talking to the direct, the Triple H and all those guys when they had a meetings. Mm-hmm. And they told him, you're taking the mask out of the wrong guy. Really? Mm-hmm. He stole him straight out. Oh, like, he was sticking up for yeah, you. Yeah, he was yeah. sticking up for me. Hell exactly. Yeah. And I remember when he, he got out of the meeting and we, he came back, he just went to tell me, you know what? I'm sorry. I tried. Mm-hmm. I try to budge for you as much as I could, but they don't listen. Right. And so when that happened, I was like, man, this is, this is pretty crazy. And then the match was over, and he came up to me, gave me a hug, and told me, you know what? Uh, you know, you're going to be, you're going to do well. You're going to be off. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And when I became Sincara, he was like, he was very happy that I, that I took over the character. Okay. And what he means by Mexican wrestling, I think there's a lot of, a lot of guys or givers like him. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first Sincara, he gave us a bad reputation in that sense that we couldn't we couldn't work, that we couldn't learn the language, right. that we couldn't do this, that we couldn't mm-hmm. do that, because he came out with a lot of excuses. He was always injured. He was he lost his passport. That was the last one because he was <laughs> living in, he was living in Mexico City, and they would used to bring him every week. No shit, he had an amazing deal. Yeah, and he, he, so he messed it up for a lot of the guys. Right, and that per, that perception of like I was saying, oh, the Mexicanos, you right. know, they, if they're like him, we don't want him. Right, right, right. And that's what happened, you know. And that affected also my character when I be, when I became Sincara because I wasn't getting the same push, I wasn't getting mm-hmm. uh, the same you know opportunity that he he got. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to always prove myself harder than than usual. Right, because and, and he that. was brought up as a superstar, right? Like yeah, they wanted, it was Triple they, H that uh-huh. that he, was his big signing. He was the one they wanted to make him. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted to prove to the boss that he could take over the company and then mm-hmm. this comes this guy comes and he just 
pum, you know, yeah. arriesgó todo. Entonces, he messed it up for a lot of the guys. Right. And I think that's what he's talking about, that he, in Mexico, he used that to wrestle. his Mexican. He, he used to wrestle <laughs> the same guys all the time. Right. All the time. And so he, he didn't adapt. In, in the States, you wrestle with everybody. Right. You wrestle with Orton, with Big Show, with Kane, mm -hmm. with Taker, with, you know, with, so you have to be, as a performer, you have to be able to do adapt and tell mm -hmm. a story to all those guys. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't communicate because he didn't learn the language. Okay. And he said because he, he said he didn't learn it because he didn't, he didn't like it, but he knows Japanese. Okay. And that gave us a bad rep. And right. also, what does that tell a kid? A I'm going to give you kid? a chingazo. Yeah. What yeah. is it? What's a chingazo? Yeah. Exactamente. <laughs> Instead of, you know, learning and, and like motivating kids, right. that tells a kid that like, oh, I don't need I to learn, to learn that, it. Yeah. you know? Yeah. But, right. So you're giving the wrong impression. And, and for That's me... That's probably like protesting, right? Like, Exacto. Like, did, did you two like have like a relationship, like a like a talking relationship? I tried. Like I tried in the beginning to be able to work. You know, dije, dije, no estoy peleado con mi trabajo. Mm -hmm. I wanna, I wanna perform. I wanna, I actually do something important. And and we're Latinos, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's yeah. do it. Let, we're Mexicanos. Let's do it. Let's try and work it out. Like a tag team. But he's team. a very, very, very egocentric guy. Like mm. he used to tell some of the boys, like, yeah, when I used to, when I used to be mystico, yo llenaba las arenas y yo hacía esto. Nobody. Nobody by themselves is going to fill the place, mm -hmm. especially in wrestling. Right. Mm -hmm. Si tú llevas a John Cena a un lugar solo, mm -hmm. no lo va a llenar. Maybe mm -hmm. it's, a it's a compliment yeah. of everybody, yeah. Of, yeah. Of, the, of everybody that's around you, that supports right. you, you know, to, yeah, be, to do what we love. The whole show, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so I did. We used to travel a little bit together, but then I realized, you know, <laughs> that, that we didn't click a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I'm way different. I'm very blunt. Mm -hmm. the uh -huh. way that I tell you and and he pretended to be somebody that he wasn't you know yeah. so I don't like that like when you guys wrestled when you guys wrestled did you guys have several matches or was it just one match no we had a it? lot of, we had a we had a lot of matches throughout the years that he was there he was there for three years and out of those three years one year he wouldn't wrestle because he was injured so though, during that time I got to wrestle him with him a lot mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. What's your record against him? I don't, I, don't, I don't even remember, but I used to always try and perform to the best of my ability right. and make him, you know, perform to the best of his ability because uh -huh. I wanted to give the people a good show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That was my main thing. I didn't care who I was wrestling. It was always trying to make him, you know, look good and, and know that, that I was there to put on a show for everybody. So, like, that, that whole time, the narrative was, hey, you have to make him look good because he, he's, like, the, the one the that we wanted. The yeah. Exactamente, pero also, you, I used him to be able to get myself noticed, too. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. I, I was never like, oh, pobrecito me, because I'm, right. I'm working with this guy. No, I didn't care. I was trying to get myself, you know, go, get over with, with the directors from WWE, but that never really happened. Because it doesn't matter whether yeah. you win or lose. I know, but yeah. it's just that you're making that person look uh -huh. good, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So people start paying so would you, attention like, to would you. Would you make you know? up your own script at times? To like to try and get like it's, hey, so, it's, it's so tough my persona here it's so tough because there's a lot of people that are like in, in the company WWE we have obviously they have meetings with writers we have mm -hmm. they have a big team of writers I don't mm -hmm. even know why they're there to be honest really <laughs> because they well, don't why do you say that they don't do anything for us they really? don't they don't it's unfortunately I got to meet a lot of great people too and there's a few of them that are really cool but Besides that, everybody's scared of Vince to tell him, you know, give mm -hmm. him ideas or this. Oh, I don't know what to say. And and then and then the thing is that they, they think they're better than you. Yeah. Even the guys from Merch think they're better than you. Even, like, everybody thinks they're better than you. I'm like, mm -hmm. I told some of the guys, like, you know, do you guys have a job because we bump our bodies in that ring? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys just, are the, just with, exactly. the reason why. But everybody thinks they're better than us. I right. remember there was a guy. Uh, I you guys know, built that shit. And uh, that I think Calisto went to uh, to give him an idea for for a T-shirt, mm -hmm. and then he tells me, "Oh yeah, Calisto came and like like if Calisto was bothering him." And I was like, "I was like, you work for us. Yeah, like, you know, we don't work for you, so shut." 
<laughs> the hell up. <laughs> and and then so then after that I didn't talk to him for a long time. Really? I used to say hi to the other guys. Guy that guy had never never for one said hi to him. And then Should've got him in the one, figure one time, like, one time he came to me. He's like, "Hey, can I talk to you?" And I'm like, no. "I'm like, what do you want?" He said, "Well, now we have this idea." I was like, "No, nah, I don't care." Oh, that's that's when you pull a Mexican card and no speak English. I know, right? No speak English. He's the wrong singara, man. Right? The wrong one. Have everybody wear masks. That was tough because I had a lot of great ideas. I was trying to come about with certain things, certain ideas, this and that, and and they never listen. They they do whatever they want. They pick whoever they want. It's not about telling anymore. Right. And I've said it in a lot of times. Like it's not about telling anymore, and especially for the Latinos, for the Mexicanos. So tough like they they have a stigma on them right. on us that they don't realize how powerful how talented those guys are yeah. and, and how the market is it's yeah. a big market but they don't they don't they don't get it because they keep making a lot of money mm-hmm. right so whatever happens happens and they don't really care they say they care they put this guy on television for one week and mm-hmm. then they take it off the next week and mm-hmm. just to show that they're there but they don't really care yeah. that's why it was a big thing when uh guerrero became uh, the champion mm-hmm. right yeah. finally that was yeah, just yeah, a big old yeah. yeah. guerrero uh, alberto del rio was a world champ ray but there's a story that they say that they they only put the title on Ray because when that's when Nady passed away. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. like yeah. a nostalgia kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then some of the boys budged for Ray to get the title, whatever, something like, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. The, but in their minds, they never thought Ray was going to become this big, amazing star. Right. Mm-hmm. They wasn't. It wasn't because they really wanted it. It was something that you know that happened. Yeah, I didn't then, see that coming. And, 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 and then they ran with that because it was, it was amazing. The crowd was into it. Yeah. The fans. And, yeah. and I think that, that that was the thing. And now, like, you can see that they don't really, like, he's a legend, man. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. treat him as a legend. Well, yeah. Where's Ray from? San Diego. San Diego, yeah. San Diego, oh, but, sure. he, but he yeah. started in Tijuana with his uncle, Ray Mysterio. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because he's Junior, yeah, right? Junior. Yeah. He's Ray Mysterio Junior. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you have a relationship with him when you were in the WWE? Like, Yeah, man. It was funny because... Uh, when when I was growing up, I used to admire his work. You know, I used yeah. to, a lot yeah. of my office in the beginning. I used to watch magazines. He sacaba de ahí los diseños o las mm-hmm. ideas. And mm-hmm. then uh, when I got to the company, he was still there. Okay. And uh, it's sometimes sometimes it's, it's harder to meet somebody that you admire because you end up you know not thinking the same way afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I, it, it happened to me one time with a wrestler that I that I used to admire, and then Who I met that? him, and it was a you can't name him. Right. Black okay. Warrior. Black Warrior. He was, he was a great worker, man. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to admire his work. And then when I met him, he was a jerk. Oh, yeah, man. and it really hit me. I was like, man, like, that's... that's nah, that yeah. Yeah. So when I got, to, when I got to meet Ray, it was the opposite. I met him, and I and you, you tend to love him more because he's an oh, amazing shit. person. He's yeah, a really? great guy. Yeah. I remember when we were talking, and I, I used to tell him, hey, you know what? I, I always wanted to meet you and this and that. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, hopefully one day me and you can get to work, and if we can get to work, and we just trade masks. And it was like, yeah sure so then that that same day he called me later he said, hey come to my bus mm-hmm. and so he called me and then he gave me a mask and signed it for me oh, oh that's awesome. like that and then uh when my my son turned eight years old i told my son uh we're gonna go to california where do you want to go you want to go to disneyland not very farm mm-hmm. or six lives like no take me to ray mysterio so i was like what <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you know he lives like oh i see a video you know, about yeah. his life yeah. 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 Hey, you're a kid so then I called Ray. I was like, hey, you know what? We're going to go to California, but my son wants to go to your house. Mm-hmm. He's like, give me a call, man, when you're over here. So I Dope. ended up calling Ray. We went to his house. He treated my kid like royalty. He came like uh, original mass, monitos. That would have oh, been, cool. been like the ultimate for me. Like yeah. I was a big wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, so he he's an amazing guy. He's an amazing person. And, and that that's the thing. You know, I used to admire him. Now I admire him more for who he is as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a bigger fan. And that's I guess crazy, I'm, right? I'm a fan now. That's too, crazy because like, because <laughs> Ray, he he blew up. Like yep. he blew up, and he and to go like. To go, let's say, like um, in the south, to, to have like a, yeah. like have him perform like in the south and have a bunch of people like you know, what I mean? like, cheering like, for him. Yeah, cheering for him. Like, the yeah. fact that he's a, a Latino and shit, you know what I mean? It's like no one cares about the fact that he's Latino. It's just like this is a, he's a great wrestler. I think it was WCW. That's the first time I that's, heard of yeah, him. That's where he came out. And then uh, I didn't when he went to WWF and became a big star. You know, bigger than what he was. <clears throat> Man, I, I didn't see that coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think nobody did, but it was it was a lot of fun, and that motivated a lot of us. Like right. making like Eddie made it, he made it, and I was like, man, like the, we have an yeah. opportunity to become, you know, Conan yeah. champs or yeah. Conan, Conan, Hector Garza, Lisman Junior, mm-hmm. uh, El Tejano. A lot of the guys wrestled back in the in the time of WCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's so. when they had the LWO, right? In WCW, they had all the yeah, exactly. Latinos come in and, and then they, used to they just up, fought yeah. each other and shit. They used to <laughs> fuck up yeah, Mil Mascara's name, Mil Mascaras. <laughs> I got be pissed. I'm like, Mil Mascaras. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, but I, cool. I, I, it's getting on my nerves when they call him like, I'm like, Mil Mascara. Well, yeah. shit, even, even when, they, when you were Sin Cara, when they'd say a name, Sin Cara, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Sin Cara. Yeah. I was like, who the That's fuck? That's a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time they said it, they, they'd butcher it more and more. I was like, dude, just yeah. shut the fuck up and just let them fight. <laughs> just yeah. Sin Cara, yeah. And then the lights in the beginning was like very dark, and mm-hmm. it was tough to wrestle in those lights because I had like a certain thing in my eye, and I couldn't really... See, oh, you had that little, uh, yeah. So, when you have that patch, how how hard is it to fucking to first of all, like when you have the full mask where tell me when you're gonna punch me, yeah, your (laughs) mouth and your eyes, like how hard is it to maneuver in that shit? When there's light, enough light, uh, it's pretty easy, but when there's like the lot, the lighting is pretty dark in the beginning, like in the beginning, they turn like this light, like yellow, Mm -hmm. that was kind of tough because I couldn't see a lot of things, like oh shit, I couldn't see down here, (laughs) like turn down, and Uh so, and especially the way that I wrestle in the ring, using the robes, using all that stuff, it was it was a little tough, but then I I started adjusting a little more and, Mm -hmm. and just. You know, I didn't really thought about it. Yet. When now with COVID, everybody with a face mask, they're like, "Oh man, I can't wait this thing training." I'm like, "I wrestle with it, so right. <laughs> so you can train with it, relax." Yeah, like those Karens without the face mask. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so, your, so your style kept with the, the traditional, like the Mexican wrestlers, like flying around everywhere and everything. Yeah, but I used to also adapt to whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, for the if I was wrestling Ordner, if I was wrestling a certain guy, and and his style was different, I used to adapt. They don't do the that. first blood match anymore. I remember that was a big thing, man. No, yeah, no. There's yeah. like if there's blood, they usually stop the match. Oh, man, it. Dusty because, Rose used yeah. to tear him oh, and Abdul yeah. the Butcher. Like, Andale, that's crazy. Easy, easy. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Um, mankind, remember Mankind? Oh, dude, yeah. that dude was... Oh, what <laughs> the fuck, man? Cool, dude. That yeah. dude was crazy, man. Yeah, like, land 40. on tax and shit. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what they started... What, what was <laughs> it? Topic, ECW? Topic. Is that what it was? ECW? Dude, that's what it came on all hardcore, yeah, right? Man. No, that was uh, the Attitude Era for WWE. It was WWF still. Right. But didn't they buy out ECW? WCW, they WCW. bought out, yeah. Yeah, right, because yeah. they were yeah, the hardcore was, kings. Whatever. That's where uh, yeah. Rob Van Dam and all those fuckers came from. And that, it was it was the Monday Night Wars, and then when they... they yeah. And then they yeah. got all those scars yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those man. motherfuckers yeah. are crazy. Yeah. You see, my, my thing that was crazy, like, when it came to wrestling, and th- that I would just trip out is how they would forcibly cut themselves on their eyes, mm-hmm. right? Because, I, I, you know... Um, well, they used to bite them. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah they're, or they'd cut their eyes so they could bleed out and shit with a little razor they throw off to the side. You know, the referee would give them. That's the not shit. fake. Fuck yeah. that. No, I'm no, not no, cutting no, myself. No. Yeah, I, I was like, dude, to have the fucking not not even the ball, but just to have the goal to do that shit just to yeah. please people. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild to me. To me, and you have to have a wrestlers are 
Like you have, have to love it. Like we you, have a you, different mentality, like, man. To yeah, because yeah, 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 we wrestled injured. We wrestled with bruises. We wrestled with a lot of things. And nowadays, like everything's like, oh, if you have a uh, your hamstring hurt, okay, you, you're set out for the game or whatever. We're just talking really? about going to the gym and yeah. being sore. <laughs> 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 just falling off, like, a, fucking, uh, falling off <laughs> a scaffold the night before, bro. I don't give a shit how you land that shit. We put our bodies on the line no matter what because we love what we do. I remember I got when I was in in the European tour a few years back. I uh, injured my right knee. Mm-hmm. I strained my MCL, and I was only out for 48 hours, and then I continued the tour. What? Oh, son of a My knee was, like, so swollen, but I, I was like, yeah, can you go? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, yeah. I, and I wrestled. It was against Baron Corbin for the whole tour, mm-hmm. and I kept wrestling for the whole tour after that. Did so you, fucked it up even I worse. Missed one, I only missed one, one match out of the whole tour. No shit. And how long was that tour? Uh, two-week tour, about uh, 11, 11 matches in 12 days. Jesus Fuck Christ. So, and, like, having to, like, wrestle, like, hurt. Uh, I know, like, like Chris Benoit, like, the whole thing that happened with oof. him. Like, do you know, like, a lot of people that like, get addicted to, like, painkillers and it, it starts messing with their psyche How and could everything. you not? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. True, right? But well, now, nowadays, everything's very, uh, we have a, we have, they have a, they installed the program. Where we get tested like randomly a lot, and like even if you take painkillers, you have to go through them. Mm. They have to, you know, have to supply you. sign on it and supply you. Like when I got uh, surgery on my knee, I had to uh, go through them to get to get uh, my my supplies of uh, of that of the painkillers. But no, nowadays, I think guys are a lot smarter. They mm. take care of their money a lot more. Mm-hmm. They take care of their bodies a lot more. Yeah, because you they're, see... They're more educated. Be- yeah. And I think because they implemented that of, of like the steroid, you know, rules and things like that. Is that I, just more for liability? Just to cover their own ass so that way you can't come back I and mean, try to I mean, because you see Jake the Snake Robert. Well, yeah, Jake the Snake is... Oh, man. Well, may, maybe, they, maybe they did it in that way, but it, it obviously has helped a lot of the guys not, right. not, not abuse... Mm-hmm. Right. that and and, be, and and stay healthier and and not go through all those you know all those things that a lot of those old guys mm-hmm. or all the past guys unfortunately passed away right. like there's been a lot of guys doing of that era that have passed away in their 40s which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy mm-hmm. yeah. well like Eddie Guerrero like, Von well, like, like, Eddie yeah. Guerrero when he got when he got older he got more ripped yeah, yeah. Than, well, when yeah. He, than when he was when he was he younger. passed away at 38 years old yeah man he was 38 he was 38 years old yeah, he was very young man Damn. he was a baby dude yeah. that's it, fucked up what, what was his official what, what 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 did they say was his official I cause think of death? heart failure yeah. Yeah. yeah like a heart attack or something yeah like heart attack in his hotel but they said room. he was clean at that time you know what i'm uh-huh. saying right he had yeah. come off like he he left yeah, the company he, for a while and then he came back to wrestle with the yeah, company he was turning and, his he, life around. and he was turning yeah he was turning his life around so uh. i don't know if he was because of the years before that you know right. his body oh, wearing you know, he, yeah he he gave he gave out i don't know man it was it was tough to say but but dude, i think for us for this generation like roman reigns Ray Wild, mm-hmm. all those guys mm-hmm. and they had they had implemented all those rules i think it <clears throat> it really helped us you know, not 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 go through that and, and keep our bodies healthier in a different way. Mm-hmm. Do they do anything for, like, do they start looking for signs of? Uh, no, I don't want not dementia. Was it CTE? What is it? The wrestlers yeah, get CTE. through CTE, uh-huh. or do they start doing anything for like depression? Or they start because Benoit was no, no the not, depression, not, right? Nothing yeah. for depression. Nothing really? for depression. Even to this day, imagine a lot of the guys that have wrestled for many years for the company, and then one day they get fired. Yeah, like being here, and then now you're nothing. Yeah, now you're nobody. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy ride, and uh, and some of the guys they don't know how to deal with it, not being able to get that, you know that. that, Like like Jake the Snake is still wrestling, like Jake the Snake. Yeah, he's still like the independent shows. Like they pay him forty bucks. 
And he'll go out and fucking... He's still DDTing people. Yeah, but I mean, he's like fucking 85 now or whatever the fuck, but... Um, you know, but there's some wrestlers that actually have turned around, like DDP. He's got this whole oh, DDP yeah, yoga. Yeah, 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 he's doing very well. And, and did you did you ever wrestle? Or did you get to know DDP? I got to know him a few times when he used to go to the shows, but I never got to wrestle with him. Okay, is I he, got I got to wrestle Sergeant Slaughter and oh, uh, shit. Oh, Jim Duggan. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! When I, was, when I was Unico, it was me and Camacho against them. Hey, did he hit you with the two by four? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Oh, oh man, <laughs> well, I'm <all> disappointed. <laughs> in you. He didn't fuck you up with the two by four. Sign that shit for me, man. But it was the end of the show. It was an awesome experience because. Imagine me watching them as a little kid. Now I'm able to wrestle with them. And, yeah. and the main thing for me was like, I don't want to hit him and I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> you know? I was like, I got to take care of them. But it was it was a good match. It was a lot of fun. And, and I enjoyed it. And then I got to do a meet and greet, uh, uh, like when was it? Last year. Mm-hmm. The end of last year in New York. And it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, shit. Uh, Joe Henning, which is a Mr. Perfect son. Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So it was pretty cool, yeah. So out of everybody that you've gotten to meet, who has been like, the person the, besides Mysterio that you're like, dude, this dude's fucking awesome. Like, they completely blew you away. Dusty Rose. Man. Do you still <laughs> keep in touch with someone from the WWE? Yeah, like some of the guys. I, yeah. I keep in touch with uh, with uh, Bray Wyatt, with, you know, Seamus sometimes texts me, and some of the guys are still, you know, Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Okay. With, okay. Them, with them. And uh, Del Rio is one of my very good friends. Now he's not in the company, but, you know, he's one of my very good friends. Andrade mm-hmm. also. So I built a lot of very good relationships. But, uh, like if I was gonna say somebody, I was gonna say Dusty Rhodes, man, definitely. Yes. Oh, shit. When I was American in uh, Dream, yeah. when I was in FCW, <laughs> he really helped me a lot. You okay. know, he used to. He one time he told me like, I just want to let you know that out of everybody here, that you're the best one. Like that, mm-hmm. straight out like that in front of everybody. And he knows, mm-hmm. and yeah. he knew, man. And so he, that motivated me a lot. And then when I got up on the road, you know, he he used to always, how you feel, how you doing, and mm-hmm. you know, always keep in touch. And and it was it was crazy because. Uh, I before I got signed with the company, I knew who he was, but I ended up watching his documentary first. Okay, and then when I got to the company, I was like, "Man, he's my coach!" <laughs> like I couldn't <laughs> believe it because I didn't know who who. It pissed who, me off who when he went there. to WWE because it became the polka dots and all that. Yeah, that right. fucked up everything. But they, up. they they made it to make fun of him. Yeah, they but, to, to but destroy him. Exactly, but it no. didn't, didn't work out that way. Well, helped him. Dude, yeah, because yeah, exactly. he used to have the coolest boots. I don't yeah. like cowboy boots, but I would have wore those cowboy <laughs> yeah. boots, those wrestling ones. Yeah. And was yeah. his son Goldust? His son is Goldust and yeah. Cody Rhodes, oh, yeah. And then Cody, I know that. Cody his, Rhodes. Yeah, Cody yeah, Rhodes. Yeah, those are his sons, yeah. Yeah, and then when he went, I was like, fuck, that's not Dusty. The cowbell match, all those <laughs> barbed wire matches, yeah. and he used to, uh, you know, with uh, Ric Flair. Did you meet Ric Flair? Yeah, I, I met Ric Flair. Was he? He's, I hope he was cool, man. He's the suegro de mi amigo de Andrade. So. Uh, oh, yeah? yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Sure. Yeah, so he's, uh, Andrade is, uh, his fiance is Charlotte Flair. Holy oh. shit! So I don't, She's I, fine. I don't think a lot. I, I don't think a lot of guys like that are Mexicans going out with Charlotte yeah. Flair. Awesome. She's amazing. But, uh, but, uh, She's he's, amazing. Though. But uh, he's, he's a very good friend of mine. And uh, Rick Flair, when I the few times that I met him, he was really cool with me. He uh, he would always uh, like say like, "Hey, like Space Mountain, maybe." Yeah, stay away from me. Like I know, I know you because I got a <laughs> reputation that I, I wouldn't take crap from anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's true though. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't there to prove any, anything to anybody but I you know sometimes you have to yeah. defend yourself outside the ring so right. uh, did you wrestle like in any of those crazy matches like the, the cage matches or yeah, elimination chamber I got to wrestle that and, uh, hell battle in the like, how do you prepare for that, that like the battle ro- yeah like the survivor series and yeah. some of those yeah. like, how do you prepare for those kind of like there's like, no preparation <laughs> to be honest it's not like let me go out there and take a bomb they bring that, everybody huh? in like every what what every two minutes or every minute or yeah. every 30 seconds I got to wrestle like, in the 
first uh, tag team elimination chamber match okay. in, in Laredo, oh, Texas. And that was, that was pretty crazy to be able to try and get everything together and the dynamics of the match because uh -huh. it was like tag teams. They had never done that before. Mm -hmm. Were you part of all the WrestleManias? Like at your time? I did, or? I did five WrestleManias. Oh, oh really? Shit. I did five. Shit. And the best one for me was WrestleMania 32 in uh, the Cowboy Stadium. Okay. Mm. 101,766 people. God. I feel old, man. I remember yes. WrestleMania 2. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they had the, the portable stage. Oh, dude, yeah. That was yeah. my shit, man. Yeah. Golf yeah. carts. Exactly. You think it from this. <laughs> in Detroit. Yeah. Let me ask you, because uh, I know when, when back in the day when the Hardy Boys came out, Mm. The Hardy Boys had a lot of lucha libre style to them, yeah. but they were a little bit more hardcore with they, you know, with the fucking ladders and all that shit. Because they're white boy crazy, yeah. bro. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the thing. <laughs> when, when you have, you know, well, that's more known on the Mexican side or for the Latino fighter. Is that like something that a Latino look at it like this motherfucker trying to take our shit now? No, it's like more like. It's like it's the influence, yeah. And you realize that they're looking, homage. they're looking at uh, what we do to obviously, you know, do it in in the way they want to do it. You know, right? The Hardys, uh, like especially Jeff, like he's taking mm -hmm. a lot of crazy risks throughout his yeah. career and mad. Like he's now in AEW, he took a crazy bump like uh, last year. I mm -hmm. don't know if you saw it off. Uh, like they were like doing some spot off the top, mm -hmm. and then I think Sammy Guevara gave him like a spear. And then they, they were supposed to land on this piece where they were supposed to be protected. Yeah. His head landed on the on the concrete. Oh, oh fuck. So I think he just, just goes and he's like crazy. figures he figures out midair where he's gonna land. <laughs> I don't know, you know man, but it, that, it was it was I've very it was scary, shit. man. That's it was scary. Up, dude. And those guys I admire because they, they you know, they don't they don't they don't care. They they do the what they want yeah. and, and it's for the people and and they love wrestling but yeah. but I, when i used to when nowadays like the influence of mexican wrestling is all over like yeah in the indies all the all the there's like guys that do amazing stuff you know amazing mm -hmm. stuff what was that dude ring. hardcore hardcore something hardcore henry yeah the dude with the bob wire he'd come out with trash cans and a bat and shit and I, <laughs> dude i'm like dude he's gonna fuck you up <laughs> that's all legit shit right the the barbed wires i mean it's real barbed wire yeah it is real uh, is it? Okay. when they hit you with that or, or do you or get like an extra 50 bucks to get all those fucking thumbtacks on the back or you know what I mean? get hit by trash cans and just random shit no you don't that's why you don't do that's it that's some bullshit yeah it's in the contract yeah. already you know yeah. or no. unless well, I, 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 well it, it depends like if you wrestle for like for a company that obviously gonna they're gonna take care of you it's different but if you if you're gonna tell me like for a local show to do it I'm, like, well, I'm gonna say definitely you know yeah. <laughs> no and, and, yeah like I said they used to have all the you know first blood matches mm -hmm. I used to I was like, yeah, I want to be a wrestler yeah. when I when I grow up. And then what mm -hmm. happened? And then my brother fucked me up. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> my brother fucked me up. So we had a first blood match. But, you know, but we were really going at it. Okay. This motherfucker got an eraser. And started erasing my forehead and burned the shit. You know how long that took to heal, man? He fucked me up. That was painful shit. Fucking erase your eyebrows nightmares. and shit. Yeah, you'll, you'll meet him. That's you'll where you had all the way down? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have the scars. I wish I did. But, right? Man, I started crying. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not Dusty Rhodes. I'm done. I'm, gonna I'm fucking done. Yeah, I'm a pussy, dude. No, no, like, do the writers come up with these ideas? Like, are you going to land on fucking thumbtacks and shit? Or is it just like the, the wrestlers? That no, the wrestlers. Are the, we are the ones that we actually put the match together and and we're the ones that give the ideas of what we want to do because at the end of the day we have to protect ourselves mm -hmm. you know to the best best way that we can so if i don't know how to do a certain thing i'm not going to do it because i want to protect my 
the person that impressed yeah. me. And why? Because he has a family, he has kids. You right. know, this is a way of living. I don't want to do something that is going to, you know, affect him mm -hmm. later on in, in his life or injure him or things like that. Yeah. So the ideas of the matches usually are done by the wrestlers. I'll so. be like, don't kick me in the face. Don't hit me with a chair. <laughs> well, if you say you don't kick me, if you say don't kick me in the face, they're going to do it. First thing you so don't say that. Exactly. Yeah, don't See how pretty me. this face is? <laughs> the first rule, if you say something to a wrestler, if you say, don't do this, they got to do it. So, so don't say it. Like they were saying, like Andre the Giant, wouldn't you wouldn't even know. He'll let you win or he'll decide when it won't. Yeah, what can in. you do to that motherfucker? Hey, nothing. nothing. Unless you man. shoot him with an elephant shotgun, you can't do a goddamn thing. You drink a case of beer, like just... Forever, I don't know if you saw the documentary on, uh, on him. On yeah, the, it was on awesome. It was, pretty, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was, it was nice. Sad. It was good. I felt bad for the sad, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, at one point, you're this bigger, larger-than-life person, but then you get treated like shit because mm -hmm. everybody wants to be like, oh, I could fuck you up. And it's like, dude, yeah. he's just trying to have a good time. I or he put him like to a, travel. It yeah. was yeah. tough to, for him to travel. They said he used to shit in the, in the tub. Because he couldn't fit in the fucking toilet. Yeah, it's tough. Man. That is fucking wild. That's dude. a big crazy. motherfucker. That's dude. a big. Yeah. You to shit in the fucking tub. Shit. That big, I'll, you do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was what seven, seven, five, seven. Yeah, and he kept growing as he got older. He has that. He had that condition that yeah, he, he kept, kept growing. growing. He never stopped growing. Yeah, he kept growing. Yeah, Son of a that's that dude. So it was, it was, it was, yeah, it they was treated him like an oddity, away. like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like a circus clown or yeah. like a he's like a, a like a sideshow. Yeah, yeah, which is horrible because I mean the dude and they said the dude was really really fucking nice. Like he yep, really he would good, do yeah. anything for anybody, but everybody would just treat him like shit because he, he could drink his ass off. Yeah, mm -hmm. well yeah. I would have too. Imagine like what he went through, man. Like yeah, yeah, it's tough. I know, like, so, like, I was hearing the different, like, cause, like, Joe, this guy got me into Joe Rogan, and I know, like, right. Jake the Snake came out and would, would talk to us about, you know, like, a lot of the shit that he would do. He said he, at first, he was scared of snakes. He hated snakes. Yeah. But then they told him, well, this is your gimmick. You're going to be with the fucking, like you said, you can't tell <laughs> sure. a fucking wrestler. Well, that's no. another thing. No. I would be like, no snakes. Yeah. <laughs> but he had, they had said a story one time, because I, so I remember when, when he came to El Paso, um, I told these guys my dad's a bootmaker, and my okay. dad's made a lot of stuff for like uh, he'd made stuff for Sting and Hulk Hogan. Okay, and so he knew Hogan's manager really well. So anytime they'd come into town, you know they'd give us tickets or whatever. So I remember I was probably like eight years old. They had a uh, something at the special event center. Um, it was the the Bushwhackers, fucking uh, yeah, the crazy those. motherfuckers, um, Miss Elizabeth with the Macho yeah. Man. Macho Man, yeah. Um, Jake the Snake was here, and the British Bulldog, that's when all they that were That was here. my yeah. shit, the Bulldogs. So, so I remember we got to go backstage, and I, was, I actually met Jake. And oh, I was like, awesome. I was talking to him the whole time. He had a snake with him. Yeah. And you just see that fucking bag moving. I was like, dude, if this motherfucker gets out, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> and that, that was my thought, right? Uh -huh. And Jake was talking one time, and he said that he was, because you know, he was always fucked up. He was always on some shit. He uh -huh. said one time he was at some event. They're like, all right, dude, you're on stage. Just go. He goes, all right, cool. He went to go get his fucking snake. Snake was gone. Oh, my he said that got into the fucking into the <laughs> into the toilet and got lost in the pipes somewhere. Oh, shit. so they're like, hey, give everybody a heads up. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the snake, snake and get me another fucking snake. Because there's a special. I guess they would. They had get a special dude. Snake. Yeah, yeah, because they had a special dude that they got the snake because they would pull out the venom and they like like he would know how yeah. to cap them uh -huh. so that way they don't die and shit. Yeah. And then um. That he, was, that he was telling about the story about the main, the big story when, when Macho Man got fucking bit. Mm -hmm. By a snake, yeah. And he said that, so just, you know, just for history or whatever, 
he said that Macho Man went in there. He's like, yo, I don't believe that snake isn't venomous. Have him bite you first. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, have him bite you first so this shit ain't going down. He goes, all right. So he made him bite him. So he said that, but when he went up there, he was so fucking pissed that Macho Man had the balls to do that, that when he slapped the back of that cobra, he smacked the shit out of it. So he could bite the fuck out of this dude. Oh. And that's why he just left it on his arm for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. God. That's why I used to go for Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He had that, that was Komodo the Dragon. He was yeah. one of my coaches, too, in FCW. Oh, really? Oh, Great shit. person, man. Great person. Yeah. So how many coaches? Or like, What do they coach you on? Because, I mean, you well, already have the, the technical stuff. Yeah, they right? help you in, in like, uh, I guess... Um, like the what is it called the psychology of what the company wants out of a match mm-hmm. like they say a, a match is a story and a story is a match okay wow. you know or, and a promo also when you do a promo you gotta tell a story right and they were there to tell that story you know between the good and the bad and how to put everything together and how mm-hmm. to uh, make sure every move that you uh, did mm-hmm. means something in a match because mm-hmm. nowadays you see all these guys do all this high flying stuff all these yeah. crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. things here and there spots and like okay that's awesome but that's, that's gymnastics that's not wrestling yeah it's different <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right so they were there to teach us how to be able to put on a match in a way that everything that we did made sense or we mm-hmm. were telling a story mm-hmm. so I got a, I got I got a lot of like feedback from them and I used to always like talk to them and and try to learn what the company wanted out of my style or what they wanted me to do in a match or how could I adapt myself into what they really wanted me to do in a ring. Mm-hmm. So Dusty was a Dusty was the one that used to help us with the promos all the time. We used to have promo class with him. Really? Yeah, that was the so, that was his shit. That was yeah. his yeah, was, was his main thing. And, and, a great and talker, bro. Very, he, has, he was very creative. He was the one that created Los Aviadores when uh, Epico and me became attacked him in FCW. Mm-hmm. So he was, uh, he was the one that created us and uh, he, we became FCW uh, tag chance for twice wow. and there he gave he really gave me an opportunity to succeed in the company when i was first got there and then uh you know so as as i came about i had to learn a lot of people don't know this but in in mexico you learn right-handed to wrestle the rest of the world is left-handed those are the things people don't know as so far as <laughs> what it, i'm moves, a righty yeah, so. can, you, right. can you dumb that down a little bit yeah, like yeah, how yeah. do you how, yeah the headlock is to the other side to the left to, to exactly the right oh, and okay. left and, and and so all the moves are done on the left hand side in the in japan the u.s mexico is the only yeah, yeah they they never even paid attention to that yeah don't give a fuck they do their own shit why is that is that's not where they were they were they were thought and and for me i learned i was a right-handed wrestler when i got to the company i had to learn you know redo everything so the steering wheel's on the other side yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine that <laughs> so then also the language I, I know I, I speak English obviously right but I didn't know the language of wrestling in English I didn't know what a crossbody oh, okay. was springboard uh-huh. headlock takeover kitchen sink mm-hmm. hit the buck, all those names so Over I used the to write boulder shoulder <laughs> I used to write yeah I used to write it in Spanish and then in English I used to have translated um, mm-hmm. Norman Smiley uh, Black Magic uh, helped me out with that mm-hmm. okay. to be able to. So I, and now we we'll go home and study it. I was like, oh, this is a hell. Admit it. What? What? One time I was wrestling and they threw me to the to the ropes and they were like kitchen sink. I didn't know what a kitchen sink was. And it was it's, it's, the, it's the kick in the in the in the stomach. Uh-huh. So they hit me and as as I came back, he hit me right in my. Uh, it was a. Uh, was it? I can't remember who I was wrestling there. I remember who I was wrestling, but he threw me his like kitchen sink and I came back. And I was like, 
what's going on and he just hit me in the stomach with right. his leg and I was like what the I was like, oh so you gotta memorize all that shit yeah, right? yeah. Well, because yeah. everything changes during the match because they're yeah. not even talking shit to you no, no, they're no, really no. calling out uh, what they're doing some of the some of the times but not yeah. all the time but a lot of things you have human blender I was like how do you come up like I don't understand the kitchen taking a kick in the gut like what does that have to do with a kick in the gut and like during a match like when you guys are like in a headlock like do you guys start talking to each other and it's like hey we're gonna do this we're gonna do that or reach hey, around what's up man we bring out the word i think to be honest it depends who you wrestle with like mm-hmm. there's guys that you don't have to talk it's just like just business you know, business they know they uh-huh. know what you're doing or they know their style and mm-hmm. and things like that so it's pretty good that, that's that's for me it's a lot more fun to be able to wrestle with somebody that i can just go and do everything up in the ring so mm-hmm. and like when you're coming so i know when you're coming up with your or when they tell you right now you're going to be this person in the in the business right you're going to be cinta de oro or you're going to be yeah. uh or you're going to be um unico do they tell you or like this is the this is going to be your finishing move or do you have to come up with that on your own or well you try and come up with the rest with a move that you can do to everybody yeah and so for for me, like uh, I was trying to do something that I, that I could, you know, obviously do on on Big Show on Orton uh, on the bigger guys because mm-hmm. oh, it might move something that I have to carry a guy like up here, like right, yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. Like yeah. backbreaker and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. So right, so you gotta you gotta. It's usually the wrestler that picks their uh, their okay. finishing move. Mm. Damn, it's, yeah, because I was wondering I stomp about stomp on your toe. Yeah, because <laughs> like yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it, it is crazy because you see all these all these crazy moves, and then like when you look back at you know back in the day, how quickly would just land on your neck with a fucking leg? Like that was it. Yeah. You're fucking dead. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he does that during the middle of the show, during the middle of the wrestling match. Now that I got Nothing older, happens. it kind of sucked the way he fucking wrestled Hulk Hogan. Well, he yeah. remember he's got like a fused back, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's like he shrank, dude. He, he shrank he like injured, four yeah, inches. inches from from you know being on the road for so long and wrestling so many matches. I think what happens with a lot of the wrestlers, the it's not because you get injured, it's because you don't have time to heal. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you keep constantly working and working and working. A boxer fights what two, three times a year, if that. Now they if do. That, now they do. That. Before it was better. And then yeah. guys yeah, yeah. fight the, the most. I think five times for us. Yeah. Imagine having two hundred matches a year. Oh, so shit. there's no time to recover as other. Well, not you know, only that because you're working now. You're the the wear and tear of the fucking exactly. of the drive or the yeah. flight, the the road lag. I yeah. mean that's that alone. Yeah, fuck for us up. we we go to a certain like say for example like I used to travel on Saturday. I used to get to a certain city mm-hmm. I used to rent a car and then from there wrestle and then after the show I used to travel to the next town which is three four hours away mm-hmm. and then the same routine like that every week plus flying back home and so it, it was it was a tough like what would you do for recovery tough. during those times it's just like icing just rest, and some just, yeah yeah I used, always, I, I used to always ice myself after, after the matches ice my knees and you know, try and keep myself. Would you guys go out afterwards? Like, go party? N- not me, man. I, <laughs> no. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Oh, yeah? No. I know my face don't help, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mask. But no, but usually, like, the, the day I, before You just we stay in the to, hotel room? We, I used to just, like... When I used to travel... Smart on, answer. Like, That's you know, a good answer. We, I would say that, too. When I used to travel <laughs> to Europe, I used to go sightseeing a little bit and things yeah. like that. Some of the guys wouldn't wouldn't do nothing. Like, AJ Styles, I used to call him the grandfather of wrestling. Because he would just <laughs> stay in the hotel room. That's it? Yeah. He wouldn't go out at all for nothing. No. He was just staying in his hotel room playing video games and talking to, I guess, to his family, and that was it. Yeah. He wouldn't go out. 
Wow. I, was like, I was like, man, you're like a grandfather. All you want to do is- <laughs> That's something I would do now, but if my younger me, <laughs> we, no, that would I, not be happening. I used to call him Grandpa Styles. Yeah. So out of all the injuries and all that, you know, the wear and tear that it's taking, what's the worst that you've had? Uh, I have uh, four uh, surgeries on my left knee. I don't have an ACL anymore. Jesus. So it's all bone on bone? Uh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, something I feel, in there. but I feel fine. I, I, I just trained yesterday. I trained twice yesterday in the morning and then in the afternoon. I did uh, cardio weightlifting and then I did uh, lucha in the afternoon yesterday. So how long are those sessions when you're training? Uh, but usually my morning session is about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. And then in the afternoon, it's about another two hours probably. So like shadow boxing? No, no. It's just lucha. It's <laughs> you, should, you guys should come one day. Yeah. Tell us when. Tell us when we're down. And that'll be awesome because that way you guys can understand a little bit of what we do. Sometimes people don't realize like what it really takes to become a professional wrestler. Uh, Right. Or when you even to take a bump, what what it takes to take to learn how to take a bump and and that wear and tear. Like my brother has been training with me. My brother never wrestled. He Mm -hmm. wrestled in high school, but he has never wrestled professionally. But he likes to train with me. Mm -hmm. So he's been coming to train and help me out and getting myself ready for what is coming up Mm -hmm. now and uh He's like, man, this is crazy. I don't know how you do it every day. Yeah, like, yeah, rest like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the next week like that. And I'm like, yeah. you just get used to it. And you got to love it. You know? I remember when they had like mm-hmm. a little like a uh, reality show when they were having people try out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. that. The they Miz, still do that? The Miss is from Tough yeah, Enough. Yeah, the Miss. Yeah. No, they don't do it anymore. It's, I, I, th- I don't think they do the reality show anymore. Damn. But uh, but yeah, it was tough. It was, it was tough to be able to watch some of those guys try to become professional wrestlers or... People, people think I. I always say this. Yo digo que para ser luchador tú naces, no te haces. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's born for a lot of the guys that have been successful in the business come from wrestling backgrounds. Right. Yeah. Well, like so. The Rock, like his fucking his dad like was a wrestler. Eighty yeah. fucking yeah. people from his family fucking fight. <laughs> exactly. They're all fucking wrestlers. <laughs> all his family are wrestlers. Yeah, true. So. Now, do you think that in order to be like in professional wrestling, um, you really do need like um like the regular wrestling, like I guess the pro wrestling. Yeah, like the amateur wrestling. I guess it gives you a better back and forth depending on what you better, ask. Uh, it teaches you, uh, I think, discipline, and that's the main thing mm-hmm. to become yeah. a professional wrestler. You have discipline in, in amateur. It teaches you to. It also helps your body get stronger. Right. Okay. You know, for me, I was uh, the skinny kid. Siempre me decían, ah, estás bien flaco. Flaco, my uncles, and now they don't say nothing to me. No, When I was growing up, it really uh, helped me, you know, I uh, guess, mature physically. Mm-hmm. So when I got to professional wrestling, I was skinny, but I was strong, and I knew how to defend myself in the ring, too. Okay. A strong to, core. <laughs> my, exactly. Wanted to mess with you, you could, you could take him down and mm-hmm. show him that you, you know, you were here because you love the sport, not because. Yeah, you know, because you're a uh, dumb guy. You never you thought about to... going to MMA, like after uh, wrestling, you know. By the time, by the time, amateur wrestling, by the time usually they'll go to the MMA. Brock Lesnar shit. No, yeah. by the time MMA came about, I was a little, you know, older. Yeah. And I think you, to to become an MMA guy or, or a fighter, you have to have a mentality, a killer mentality. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to have to be in a different light. And right. for me, it w- I wasn't in that that um, I in that mindset of trying to prove nothing to anybody anymore yeah you know i did it when i was in the hood when i was growing up you know mm-hmm. you wanted to be that tough guy you wanted to prove mm-hmm. to the to the young ladies that you could handle yeah, yeah, yeah. fighting and things like that and and i think if for mma guys it's the mentality they have to have that killer mentality yeah. and now i'm a father mm-hmm. i'm uh i've learned to be like a little more soft in that sense yeah, like yeah. uh i sh- i uh, tell my kids that i love them 
Absolutely. Every day, yeah. man. Every day. And growing up, it was different for us. Our fathers were not like that. Mm-hmm. Now my dad is very, you know, like that with with my kids and with oh, yeah. and my brother's kids. But it was they changed. It, it, when they it, 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 yeah, it was different times. So. My mom's not so the they, same person. They've asked me. They've asked me from a, a companies if I, you know, would do a fight, and I was like, it all depends, you know. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah what yeah. they show me, but uh, yeah. and also yeah. I have to, you know, keep myself to train and and do all that. Get but hurt, bro. But like but I don't, mm-hmm. to be honest, I, don't, I think I'm gonna stick to wrestling yeah <laughs> that's, my, that's my sport that's what i love yeah, yeah. and i respect those guys you know i, mean? I have a lot of guys that, that fight mm-hmm. um goyito perez is a very good friend of mine he's he fights with bellator now and i actually okay. um we send him a mask because he comes out with a mask on as his presentation oh that's and, nice and, uh, so i send him a new mask and so he can you know for his fight and everything and uh, but but for me i think i don't i don't really i don't really want to do that i want to I, I like watching that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun yeah. watching that. Well, it's hard to, to see that transition because yeah. Brock Lesnar was a success, but yeah. CM Punk, I'm like, that was... Oh, man, that, that was, was a failure, right? failure. Yeah, it yeah. was tough. They it put was, a lot of money was, into him, did. too, though. It wasn't like a main, main event, like his first uh, match or something. I yeah, mean, it, was, it was tough watching fight. that because me as a performer, as a wrestler, I wanted him to do... Great, Great. Yeah, right. and, then, and then when that everything happened, I was like, "Man, like, what are you doing?" You know, but, <laughs> but you know, but you gotta you gotta give him credit where credit's due because you know he, he got did. in the cage. Yeah, yeah. Not, every, not everybody has the courage to get in that cage. Can, and, I talk and shit from the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's professional shit talking yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think I would do a disservice if I didn't ask this question. Oh shit! When you why did you leave the WWE? Because you know a lot of people uh-huh. think they want to. That's the mecca, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's it. And now that you're there, people would be like, "Why the fuck would you leave?" Exactly. I got that question uh, in my head a lot too in the beginning. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was there, you know, obviously as a young kid, you know, trying to become a professional wrestler, and then achieving that, and then getting to the biggest company, and then getting a contract with them, and right? Then, and then started with them, and everything seemed so amazing you know yeah. for me in the beginning and i was enjoying myself and then but the, unfortunately I, re- I realized that um i wasn't gonna go anywhere after that like it was only a top for me and whatever they thought that i was there the level that they they expect they wanted me and that was mm-hmm. it i couldn't go farther than that i i was trying to talk to writers to uh you know the main guys that were in charge of everything but they would just throw the ball to each other, like, oh, to go mm-hmm. talk to him, go talk to that, go talk to this. And then to talk to Vince, you had to make an appointment. I'm like, why do you have to make an appointment? You talk to Vince? Like, yeah. yeah I used to watch guys, like, wait hours outside just to get a meeting with him. And it was tough watching, you know, yeah. my coworkers just waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, man, like, we put our bodies on the line for you. Mm-hmm. We put our, you know, our life on hold. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we get paid, but we don't get paid enough. Right. For what yeah. we do, and you have to, you have, you have to wait outside to talk to our boss. Yeah. I'm like that's that's rough and that sucks. And so for me, uh, when I took my decision, it wasn't a decision that I took one from one day to the other. Right. You know, yeah. I I dwelled on it for a couple of years, for a couple of years. Because wow. imagine having a, a a steady income, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. for ten years where you get your paycheck every Friday. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, if you wrestle, if you don't wrestle, if you get injured, or whatever. Right. And that stability, obviously, you know, it, you want to keep it. But it was like it came to a point where I realized that I wasn't going to go anywhere. That I was, you know, that I was uh, just wasting my life there or or my talent there because they were not using me for uh, what I wanted to do or or the talent that I have. Right. And uh, 
I used to help a lot of the boys when they used to come up to wrestle, and I I was enjoying that also. But you know, I wanted a piece of the pie also. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It was always like it was always for the other guy. You know, it was mm. for the other guy, for the other guy, for the other guy. But for the when other you guy. left, when you left there, do they try to like fuck you over? Well, screw you over or whatever. Well, for me. What could they screw me over? They already screwed me over in the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they gonna do? Mess you up with all the other <laughs> nah, alliances no, no. or no, 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 not, NWA. Not, or not with me. That's no. still around, right? Yeah. NWA. Yeah, no. Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, the owner. See, the, see Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 not, not with me. You know, I've, I've always been very like honest. I felt with them. I used to, before even when I left. I used to, I I asked for my release a couple times. I used to just let me go. Like I'm not happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you guys don't use me the way that you know, or you guys don't give me the opportunities that I wanna, that, you know that I that I wanna get. Like everything's for somebody else. That you always come up with excuses because of this, because of that. Like you 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 give an excuse for Andrade that he speak English. I speak English. How come you give me an opportunity? Right. Mm. You know. And it, so it's, it's just whatever. It, it's whoever they wanna they wanna choose whoever they wanna pick. And for El Mexicano, they don't care about Mexicans, man. It's sad to say that mm. because I was there for 10 years and, you know, I tried to do the best that I could. But for them, obviously, when they gave me the character, it's because it was for their for their advantage because right. they were they had invested so much money in this guy. They didn't want to make it go to waste. But mm-hmm. mm-hmm. eso me escogieron a mí. Pero it's just sad to realize that I was in a place that, you know, the system's rotten. It's a tough word. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. el sistema está podrido. The like, system's rotten. Like they were giving Nothing you a lot changes. of losses? Like just constant losses? Yeah, loss, like loss. I would go out to wrestle and the people knew I was going to lose. Like what? what is that good? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, then, yeah. and then the toughest part was like that I that I knew that I was legit, that I could fight. Mm-hmm. Like right. outside the ring, I could, I could defend myself, mm-hmm. you know, and then I have to wrestle with these guys and I'm like, Jesus Christ, but... Well, that's how oh, the, well. the one, two, three kids started, huh? Well, oh, yeah. X-Pac and all those. Yeah, he was getting his ass kicked. He was the- actually the one that, that I, uh, helped me get my tryout. Oh, really? He was the one yeah. that got me my tryout in WWE, yeah. Didn't they had it, like, where they picked him out the crowd and he beat Razor Ramon or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's pretty cool, but yeah. but for me, ne- it never never happened. You know, I never got those opportunities that the other Sincara, you know, did. And, and, I've, I've keep, and I've said it, I'm not lying when I say that they don't care mm-hmm. because yeah. they, don't. they don't. You can tell in their product now. Yeah, how many how many Latinos or Mexicans are champions? Mm-hmm. None of them. Yeah, none oh, yes. of them. And then it's unfortunate also as uh, performers or Latinos or Mexicanos, nobody wants to join forces to do something positive. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Everybody none of the wrestlers just, do. Yeah. None of them do. So nothing's gonna ever happen. And maybe it won't happen for me. But I'm trying to do it because my son wants to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I want, ha- I want him to have the best opportunity right. that he can have. But nobody wants to do nothing as as a group. Everybody's only looking out for it's themselves. About themselves. Yeah, when and I I said this before in an interview, when the Black Lives Matter movement started, mm-hmm. they made all the all the guys that were black champions. Right. All of them. Oh shit. You know. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then when 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 I left the company and I and I told my reasons, they gave Andrade a big push, and then right. they later took it away. When now that Andrade left the company because of the same reasons and me and him have been talking mm-hmm. now they started to use uh, Humberto Carrillo they started to use Garza Jr mm-hmm. and, and then El Santos Escobar some of those guys you realize that now they want to push him right mm-hmm. yeah. like why do they have to wait for, the bad for, press. for negative yeah. feedback to yeah. be able to give an opportunity to a guy that you know that's there then he's talented well I mean not only that you already put money into the character so exactly. why not take advantage of that exactly. and fucking push the character and, and you know people I mean? want to see their own people succeed like when like my friend Raul Jimenez he plays in the, for the Wolverhampton you know Wolves in, in, mm. in England and uh 
people don't maybe they didn't know the team but they know who Raul was and you mm-hmm. and you go for that team because he plays there right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. el chicharito el, yeah. cuando estaba en el Real Madrid yeah. íbamos al Real Madrid porque chicharito estaba yeah. ahí no por el right. equipo Right, yeah, right. same way with wrestling. People want to see their own people yeah, succeed. Mm-hmm. succeed. Yeah. When we used to, when we went to Mexico for a few times to wrestle, I never won a match. Yeah. <laughs> only thing, only with the first year that I went. After that, I always lost. I was like, we're in Mexico. Yeah, when, at least give them that. <laughs> when, yeah. when Alberto del Rio was a, a world champ, he lost in Mexico City. God damn! Oh wow! They just fuck that. <laughs> does that come from from vince or is, does that come from um like triple h or no vince is the owner he vince has complete control of everything mm-hmm. and triple h he just well triple h has control of nxt but but obviously he has a lot of you know a lot of say in, in the company mm-hmm. but the main the main guy is still vince still to this vince day still. yeah so what what's the yeah. nxt is it all the same sh- like the raw and well nxt is, is like the supposedly it was the brand where uh like to start off with to do the jump into Raw and SmackDown okay. but it has become his own brand they have built it uh, very successfully that now it's his own brand and a lot of the guys that are in NXT don't want to come up to the main roster anymore they're they're already, because they do well in NXT and then they go to the main roster and then they're the bottom they, bottom yeah. all their push stops and nothing happens and they're just there yeah so damn so well, I know you said you, you asked for uh, <clears throat> excuse me you asked for your release a few times right yeah during that whole time when you said you weren't happy anymore, did that bring on any kind of bout of depression, or did you second guess like, am I, why should I even keep on wrestling? Like, not 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 second guess what I what my, my ability was or who I was. It was just right, like the passion for it. The pa- Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I felt that I lost my passion. I felt that I wasn't, you know, doing the things that I love. And I would go, I would come home, and I would come home like watch my kids. And one time, I, my daughter like. He was my daughter. She, it was pretty sad because she was like, "Dad, how come you always lose?" Oh fuck! Oh man, that was tough. When that that's the moment that I realized that I wasn't, I wasn't. I needed to. It was done. Bounce. I needed yeah. to go. I needed this. I'm over. done. Yeah. When my daughter told me that, I was like, "Man, yeah, I could, what could I tell I my daughter?" I, 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 yeah. I let him win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know that the kids yeah, didn't understand, yeah. right. and, and and that was tough. But so when that that came about, I ended up putting a press release. It was because not because I wanted to. You know, be be, uh, be me. No, no, no. It no. was just because I I think people needed to know how it felt, mm-hmm. and they didn't really like that. You know, they were like, oh, you know, he's showing what he liked. They were, right. Like, mm-hmm. but it's true. Like I told you guys, you guys didn't listen. Mm-hmm. Now that I posted, and then they gave me my release a, a month after that. You know, they gave me a call, and then they gave me those ninety days that they give you. So my actual uh, date was March. 13 of 2020 was my last day with the company. They give you a oh, no compete clause, right? Uh, yeah, for 90 days. And then after that, uh, I'm surprised it's only 90 days out there. I, I think it would be right? a lot longer. Yeah. No, yeah. man. Thank God. That it's for, not no, no, no. Thank for God. Forever. Forever. Yeah, no, because yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd figure, because I know, like, even for the people who work radio here, I think yeah. they have a six month no comp, uh, no competition clause. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, six months for them. I mean, now well, you got to find something else to do. Strip. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's why, I mean, luckily it was just, you yeah. know, those 90 but days. Us, but throughout those 90 they could pay me. You know? Really? Yeah. So, mm. so I mean, that was that was a good thing about, about that. But I think still to this day, the wrestlers are very underpaid. Oh, yeah. The, the company last year, they made oh, close to $2 billion. Jesus Christ. $2 billion. <laughs> Imagine that's that. And they fired like all these guys in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, like. So and like how many wrestlers do they have on the roster? 
I think overall between NXT runs, I think about two hundred and fifty or three hundred at the most. Jesus Christ! Damn, you could so split fucking two billion dollars between. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but it's greedy. They're greedy, you know. Everything's yeah. for them. Everything's for them. Everything's for them. Uh-huh. Dude, that is fucking crazy. Two hundred. Yeah. And out of all those, you could. Pro- I could probably name like three out of those two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, you don't yeah. really watch. Yeah. Right yeah. One yeah. of them is Singara. <laughs> that's like the, I can't name two other ones. Well, the yeah. Undertaker, but then now he's gone. Yeah, he retired. Yeah, yeah I think he's retired. That was yeah. one that when I did he name. retire though? Last like, year. Last year. Last year. Right? Yeah, yeah, last year. yeah, they kept bringing him back for Mania and for like that. Yeah, so but would I that think. be an option for you to come back for like a special <laughs> event or WrestleMania? <laughs> no, or you're completely I, I, done with them? For now, yeah. I think I think I'm at a good place now. Mm-hmm. I mentally, physically, yeah, spiritually. I want to. I would just want to perform. Okay. I'm tired of the politics. I'm tired of somebody, you know, pointing the finger at at somebody and saying, "Oh, he's gonna make it," and not the guy not being talented. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you that see the bullshit. you see the you see the product and you realize who is talented and who's not. Simple right. as that. Mm-hmm. But uh, a perfect example is uh, Cesaro. Okay. Cla- his real name is Claudio Castanoli. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing worker. He's considered probably the best one right now, mm-hmm. performer wise, like just wrestling, pure wrestling. Okay. And he has never gotten a shot for the world title. Never. Because somebody in the office doesn't like him. Or he doesn't mm-hmm. think that they have it. He doesn't have it. He does. He has everything. But it's just whoever points the finger at. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. So when you become champ, is there like a bonus for that? Or is that just like that's part of your contract? The bonus is that you get to have a first class seat on the flight and that's Shut it. Shut the fuck up. That's yeah. it. Changes. That's it. Yeah. You take all that ass whooping yeah. and you'll put your first class. <laughs> exactly. You'll put your first class seat to get yeah. an ass whooping. That's why make $2 billion. <laughs> yeah. That's where the $2 billion comes from. Yeah. Get the frequent flyer miles. So wow. then now now you're a free agent, right? You're, yep. you're your own person. Yep. Now what's next for... Well, I'm gonna for you for Cinto de Oro. What the, is next? The good thing about being a free agent is now that I I have control of my career now. Yes, I do what I want to do. I wrestle who I want to wrestle, mm-hmm. or the dates that I want to wrestle. And uh, the the pandemic obviously affected many many things that we were many plans that we had. But mm-hmm. everything's slowly starting to pick up. Right now, I'm uh, I'm in the midst of writing a couple of books. I'm uh, right. also about to start wrestling again. I have a show on May 28th in Fort Worth, Texas. There's mm-hmm. already one coming mm-hmm. up in June. Another one in July. There's uh, also uh, we're gonna do started doing television in Mexico also with oh, shit. Nacion Lucha Libre. Okay. So I'm excited about that. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things going on, you know, mm-hmm. around my life, and and I'm just excited for the opportunity to be able to you know wrestle again right. and wrestle just get wrestle just wrestle, mm-hmm. get those politics out of the way and just go out there and perform for the crowd for the people and showcase my talent because I never really got an opportunity to do it in the company yeah it was always the other guy you know and right. now I have control of that you know I can wear the mask that I love or the color that I want <laughs> and I was doing it over there also but I think it's different now mm-hmm. I feel yeah, that, yeah. It, that yeah. it's Total it's control. me now mm-hmm. total control and and it's, it's going to take time for everything to get back to normality but things are getting better and, mm-hmm. and I'm just excited for what is to come I'm, I'm supposed to do Qatar next year uh, yeah, I was sure. uh, hopefully the London Comic Con gets you know running back again because I'm supposed to go to that too. So okay, it's just a lot of things going on, man. I'm just yeah. excited. So Guitar, for for yeah. all the people that are that are fans of Cinta de Oro, fans of you, um, where can they find out everything that's going down with you? Right now, you can go on my social media. I have Instagram, Twitter. I just started a TikTok like a month ago. Oh, I can see you doing the dances. No, no, I don't do the dances. On Facebook, it's uh, Cinta de Oro. Okay. C- Cinta de Oro is my Twitter, my Instagram. Cinta de Oro Oficial is my YouTube channel and my uh, 
Facebook y mm -hmm. TikTok es Intayero 1. So, hey, you said you're going to Qatar. I know a Mexican that lives in Qatar. El gallo negro. Look him up. You could go, look him up. Man. Uh, yeah, He's Mexican him up. as hell too. You could go yeah. chop his ass. Yeah, <laughs> but chop yeah. him good though. Yeah. Chop, chop him good. Chop the shit. He's got well, big lips. They tell me some of you guys are gonna get it today. Is that true? What's that? Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? I'll get about? it. I'll get it. But everybody else better get it. <laughs> I mean, what, if, if we don't have to take our shirts off, we're good. Yeah. And then you know what? Fuck it. We're, you down? You have, you, have to, you have to take Let's it out. That's the thing. No, I ain't oh, taking no, it off. I got, to. I got wants titties. To see that. I got titties. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Trust me, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Trust me. We can do I'll, it in private. I'll take my I'll, shirt off. I'll, I'll Everyone step outside. <laughs> I just want to hear it. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> what the fuck's going on in there? <laughs> no, I've already had that conversation. Last time we had the, the BDSM guy here. I don't want to fucking go through that shit again. Um, yeah, someone got some... <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Anywho. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, dude, we're it's an hour and a half into it i know I've, i know i got like a lot more yeah, shit there's still to ask a lot more so conversation so here. much more they're gonna Go ask for days uh, any last word for the people that are listening i, I know you have you said you have that show coming up in fort worth in uh in a few weeks right yeah and may 28th, may 28th. Uh, in fort worth texas for uh martinez entertainment so it's my first match back of you know after that pandemic and mm -hmm. i'm just excited i want to headlining yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. Exactly. Who are you wrestling? Exactly. Uh, I, think, I, don't, I don't know who I'm wrestling yet, but it's me and Magno, another guy from El Paso, a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. We're going to be a tag team against oh, other shit. two. I don't know exactly who a rival is going to be, but to be honest, I don't really care. Yeah, you guys are going to win either way. I just want to be able to go out there and perform and hey, I'm enjoying trade myself. trade on him, flip on him when he's going to tag you and pull it away. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking but, I'm talking about that one time I had a match. We were, it was uh, it was like a yeah, three-way. It was like me, uh, was like our truth and somebody else, and I'm doing I'm doing some moves to the to the heel guy, and I'm supposed to tag my partner, and, and for some reason I ended up being on the other side trying to tag one of the heel guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other way. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh, shit. But no, I mean I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you know obviously mm -hmm. my fans, the people that have supported me throughout my career, my family, my kids. You know my friends, and I haven't made it this far just because I'm Superman. It's because there's right. been a lot of a lot of people, amazing people. You know, a lot of a big support system. I have a lot of amazing friends that are mm -hmm. that are pastors, there are there are evangelists, there are singers, and you know, has God has put me in a in a lot of places that I never thought that I would be, and I'm just excited, you know, to keep showcasing my talent, and motivating, you know, you motivating go. people, mm -hmm. motivating kids, and tell them that they they can achieve whatever they want it doesn't mm -hmm. matter where you come from it's where you head it so right. for me i still have a lot of years you know to continue doing what i love and let's keep doing it man hopefully you guys invite me again and we continue oh, this absolutely. conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. you got an open chair whenever mm -hmm. you want mm -hmm. to come through man thank um, you brother uh shout out to roman also for helping this come through um like i said dude for the fact you know as far as for us or as far as for me the fact that you came from Segundo Barrio to get to where you were. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people that don't understand what Segundo Barrio is here in El Paso. It, it's, it's, it's not the prettiest of places, but there's a lot of heart. Yeah. That's, that's a fucking beating heart of El Paso. It really yeah. is. And to get from there to where you're at, you are a true inspiration. The fact that you give a shit and actually care about your kids and the kids in general mm -hmm. you know that's that's a big fucking thing that you don't hear a lot about nowadays you know what i mean and when you do hear about it it's usually just for like a promo 
uh, a commercial promo that you're trying to sell some shit yeah. instead of actually giving a, 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 yeah. a, a, a you know actually caring about these people. A lot of a lot of the the public figures say like I'm not a role model. That's their that's their thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a role model. But when you're in the spotlight, you're a role, a role yeah. model no matter yeah, what. That's right? what, no, matter what no matter right. what, even if you don't want to. So exactly. obviously we're not we're not perfect. Everybody, right. you know, mm-hmm. we all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is to do the best that you can and be there the best person that you can you know I'm not, yeah. not everybody likes me right mm-hmm. you know but um, cause I don't care <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you just chop the fuck out of yeah, him yeah you just chop the shit out of him yeah he said no soy monedita yo para caerle bien a todos well you know what again like I said the best of luck to you man I, I hopefully mm-hmm. I mean like I said every, anytime I look at your social media you're all kinds of fucking places you're yeah, yeah. I try right? it's fucking it's awesome yeah. man. it's oh, great to, that yeah. you get thank experience thank you for stopping that. by with mm-hmm. us yeah you know I mean? it's great that you get yeah. to represent the 915 you get to represent you know the people that are coming up that I could actually see somebody that made it. Um, you're up there with Aaron Jones, with the all the other people, Khalid, the people who have made it from El Paso. You know, thank keep, you. Brother. Keep, yeah. keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Nothing but best of luck to you, dude. Like I said, you got an open chair whenever you want to come on. You awesome. tell us when you want to come. Awesome, you got it, brother. You got Thanks it. Thank you. All right, guys. So next time, keep it cool. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. And cheer for Cintadoro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.